I recently read an article referencing Deuteronomy 28:47, in which Moses makes clear to the heirs of Abraham that if they do not perform their religious duties with joy and with gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, they will face a myriad of misfortunes, one of which is described in verse 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. The Bible commentary I read on that verse said it was a prophecy of the Roman conquest. The men in the Roman legions came from Spain, France, and Britain, the end of the earth to the Israelites, and an eagle was the ensign on the standard of the Roman legions, and the languages that the soldiers spoke were so different from the Semitic tongues the Hebrews were familiar with as to be totally incomprehensible. That verse was prophetic. The Romans conquered the Holy Land, setting up an oppressive government a yoke of iron according to Deuteronomy 28:48, and they taxed the shekels out of the Jews. As an aside, how the Romans collected those taxes might have been part of Yahweh's plan to have Jesus born in Bethlehem. That prophecy in Deuteronomy piqued my curiosity, so I read all of chapter 28. In 28:1, Moses writes of how Yahweh will reward those who shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. This is followed by a lengthy list of the blessings to be bestowed upon those who comply. On the flip side, starting at 28.16, Moses lists the things Yahweh will do to those who will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Before you decide to not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, you might want to give Deuteronomy 28:15 through 46, a quick read. Yahweh was not a, for your penance, say to our fathers, now go and sin no more, kind of guy. When Moses wrote the Torah, he was writing legislation for a people who had been slaves for hundreds of years, who had pretty much forgotten about Yahweh, and whose only concept of an afterlife was Sheol, a place where one's life force went when one died. The Hebrews only understood slave morality, to borrow a phrase from Nietzsche. To a slave, whatever doesn't get you whipped is good, whatever gets you whipped is bad. If you make bricks, you don't get flogged. If you don't, you do. Rabbis and scholars have exhaustively expounded upon the laws Moses wrote in the Torah right up to the present time. Plenty of parchment has been used to specify what Jews need to do to follow the mitzvot, the 613 laws in the Old Testament. The Sabbath has its own list of 39 activities that are prohibited, and each of these has explanations, clarifications, and interpretations. For example, reaping is one of the 39 prohibited activities, and in chapter 2 of Mark, the Pharisees tried to trick Jesus after the disciples picked some ears of corn, asking, Behold, why are they doing what is not permitted on the Sabbath? By making those exhaustive lists of what could and couldn't be done on the Sabbath, the Jews turned the day Yahweh told Moses was to be a day to worship into a day of punishment. They had turned a day of rest and relaxation into a day of anxiety and worry. Jesus answered the Pharisees by saying that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And, as he frequently did, he might have answered their question with one of his own. What did you schmucks do to the day off I gave you? When he rebuked the Pharisees, I think Jesus was talking about more than just picking corn. By making lists of the Old Testament laws and how to keep them, the Jews turned their everyday lives into a never-ending series of things to do or to avoid, all the while worrying about the wrath of Yahweh while looking over their shoulders 
lest the Pharisees see them transgressing. The Jews had essentially enslaved themselves under the law as surely as they had been enslaved under the Pharaoh. In Mark 2:27, Jesus freed them from the tyranny of the Torah. Before his epiphany, Martin Luther constantly worried about whether he had made a good confession, about whether he had kept holy the Sabbath, about whether he had committed this or that sin, etc. It came to him that a loving father would not make his children live in a constant state of fear and trembling, endlessly worrying about how many of the punishments in Deuteronomy 28:16 through 48 would befall them when they messed up. In Paul's letter to the Romans, Luther found our freedom from the tyranny of the Torah. A man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. It's good to be free.